Blog Talk Radio. Randy Orton's shoulder looks to be just fine. Interest in TNA continues its decline, and Evan Bourne finally gets his shine. The clock says nine, so it's time to recline and listen to the Atomic Drop Show on Blog Talk Radio. Macho, hit me! Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Don't go away. This is the slasher, the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. God. My name is Lauren Brooks, a past interviewer for TNA Wrestling, and you are listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646 
That was with the discount. Oh, that's was. So, so I have to ask you, did you use your uh, Disney dollars for that? We are, we actually don't need Disney dollars, man. Uh, you know, we just just swipe a little uh, employee ID, and then we get our twenty percent off. So. So I got to ask you then, what is the difference yeah. between Disney dollars and regular dollars? Disney dollars. See, you're making me do my job here on the show, and uh, that's not exactly fair. But Disney dollars, they bring the magic, and they are dollars which can bring your Disney experience alive, whether you are in the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, or in Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. They are nothing. There, there is nothing in this world quite like a Disney dollar, and uh, if any of you listeners or you, Justin, if, if you either come out this way to Anaheim or uh, to Orlando, Florida, then uh, pick yourself up some, some Disney dollars, man. You will not regret it. You won't regret I, it. I, I, I may have to go out and pick up some Disney dollars, and hopefully that I will not have to pay any dollars for my TNA dollars. So I heard that TNA is trying to come out with their own currency so they could try to stay afloat because their company kind of sucks right now and doesn't have a lot of money because they're going so piss poor in the ratings. So first, make sure first you of do all, not purchase any TNA dollars. First it's not of the happiest, all, funnest money ever. Justin, granted, while TNA isn't that great, they are backed by Panda Energy and Bob Carter, who has goo gobs of money. So while they are not necessarily making money hand over fist, they are, to, to this point, a profitable company, even if they do have a little bit of, a, of an expanded play, payroll, especially for the, uh, for the ratings that they're getting. I hope that that is going to be the extent of your TNA bashing tonight, because I really don't want to repeat it last week. No, no, no. Well, maybe. It is Memorial Day week. I, I might be in a better mood than I was last week, and I want to apologize for some of my actions that I did last week. Some of your actions? Some of the Some of your actions? All the ones that I that I offended the cars for and any of our viewers, but mostly all the ones that I offended you, I meant everyone wholeheartedly. Okay, we will once again try to attempt to deal with this issue off the air. Just off the air, man. Just, just, just keep it. Just, I'm trying to be cool man. I'm trying to. Well, yeah, you probably should try to keep it considering that, uh, you know, you're about to get married in less than a year. I don't think you uh, really want to go down any type of road uh, with anybody else, especially me, because I'm not interested. I, I don't flow that direction. I'm just saying. I know, because you're already taken by two other gay men. Thank you. Your silence speaks volumes to me. Yeah, the the silence is actually what I'm expecting you to do, as in shut the hell up. That would work just as fine, too. You have no idea what you're talking about. But here we are, eight minutes in, not a single a single sentence uh, about anything going on in the wrestling world, and you can call us up if you want to discuss 
whatever it is you want to talk about. A very, very good Raw last, last night, in my opinion. Uh, guest host, Ashton Kutcher. and uh punked. Nobody really got punked. I, I mean, what did you call that whole Zack Ryder thing a, a, a punk? I don't think that, that that was like a punk segment. No, that, that that was more of a letdown. But I do have to agree with you on the statement that Raw was extremely good. And now out of a scale of 1 through 10, 10 being the upper greatest Raw ever that can beat a WrestleMania, what would you give it? I would, I would probably give it uh, a high 8. A high 8. It was that good for me. That, that, I would it give it roughly around an 8, eight maybe an 8.4. An 8.4? Yes. You got half of the bonus point right. Half of a bonus point. Well, you guys can call us up right now at area code 646-915-9116. Once again, the number is area code 646-915-9116. Talk about Raw, TNA, whatever you want to talk about. Call us up, and we'll chat a little bit. I would want to talk about TNA. Because it's a viable wrestling promotion. It, even though it is so distant, it is a... Hello, we can talk about... We could talk about some Wrestlelicious, too. We, I, I have no problem. I would problem rather talk about Wrestlelicious than TNA any day of the week. Have you seen Cousin Cassie? Yes, I have. Yes, I have, actually. That's right. And Draculata? Yeah. Yeah. These gimmicks are, are actually very, very bad. And don't forget, they also have the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Who doesn't love Jimmy? Yeah, who who yeah, exactly who doesn't who doesn't love Jimmy Hart? Who doesn't love Wrestlelicious? Apparently, like the entire world doesn't because it's on some some weird channel in Canada like that nobody can find like Bite TV or whatever. And then here in the United States, what they're on a channel called Mav TV. I've never heard of Mav TV TV in my life, but um, you know, there you go. So now oh, that we that horrific uh, rabbit ear station that you would pick up, probably so. So now that we spent uh, about two minutes talking about resolutions, probably a, a minute and fifty seconds more than we should have. So okay, we're free about, to talk about Raw and TNA. If, before, uh, before before we even talk about Raw and only Raw and SmackDown and NXT, I want to address something. Go for it. I want to address the return of the injury bug. Go for it. What about if it? You remember, if you remember, what was it, maybe like three years ago when we started this awesome, awesome radio show? It there was, was something about two known. years ago, but okay. When, what, besides that, uh, check one was our very first show, but now back to this injury bug. I want to say maybe it was two or three years ago the ever-famous injury bug was running rampant through WWE. It took down the legends such as John Cena, Triple H, uh, Randy Orton, Hunter. I believe it even took out Molina, if I am, if I believe. 
<laughs> don't remember the divas actually, but you you very well may be correct there. This bug has now veered its head just like West Nile, just like swine flu. It has now returned to encapsulate the WWE once more and once again. Did you just say encapsulate? Yes. Well, you got a problem with my English? Yeah, because it's not a word. It in, is a word. In, just don't live in, on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, if that's what I'm missing on the East Coast, then... Uh, yeah. y'all, out, y'all out in California just don't know how to speak the proper language. Was there a point to this whole injury talk now that, that it's come back to encapsulate WWE once now and well, once again? Yes, yes. My point is being made that the injury bug has struck another legend, that being the Phenom, the Undertaker. That's right, the Undertaker. What I think he suffered a concussion and several several facial injuries uh, d- during his match against uh, Rey Mysterio last Tuesday night at the SmackDown tapings, actually while we were doing the show. And, um, yeah, Undertaker, he, he qualified for the SmackDown edition of the Fatal 4-Way matchup at the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view, where it's, it's supposed to be him, uh, CM Punk, I believe, Jack Swagger, and the Big Show. And now... Undertaker is said to be really, really, really banged up, more so than usual. And so now that his body is in jeopardy. Now your favorite, your your favorite restaurant SmackDown, Rey Mysterio, could be in line, could be in line to take Taker's spot um, because Undertaker is so banged up. I mean, and and that's really a shame because in SmackDown they they really don't have any strong main event faces, and the Undertaker is kind of that that one guy that you could just always call him. And you know, and he'll be there to fill in a spot, especially on a, in a uh, injury depleted roster. And with him out, okay. now do you think there's a case of him coming back too soon after his WrestleMania? Because if you remember last year, he came back around oh, what was it like SummerSlam after that sweet summer off? I mean, yeah, I would. Still need that long I, of a time to recuperate. Um. Taker situation that we have right now. Taker had, even though he's earned this, Taker has one of the easiest schedules in WWE right now. Arguably, and the easiest. You can't be a probably. If you look at TNA's schedule versus the Undertaker schedule. Undertaker's schedule wins hands down. Uh, you know what? I would agree with that because Taker goes several, several months without wrestling, and he'll come back, you know, every five to six months, except in this case where, what, he, he took two months off, if that, since Mania, and now he, he, he comes back and Now, granted, it's a fluke injury. I don't think that, that it's, you know, it's a case of him just coming back too soon considering what, what the extent of the injury is, but, you know, the taker is banged up all over the place. I mean, he has bad knees and he has, you know, like hip trouble and everything like that. He's he's not the healthiest guy out there on the roster, and he's, he's certainly not the youngest, and, you know, he should be treated as a special attraction. And unfortunately, because the SmackDown brand is so 
so light, so weak on uh, baby faces in the main event, they call him back probably a little bit more quicker than they, than he wanted to. And, you know, he suffered this, this fluke accident. So it, it's like now, it, if if you're WWE, what what are you going to do? I mean, who are you going to push in Taker's absence? You know, because they really don't have any strong main, main event faces besides... Uh, he was fired about a, maybe like two months ago. Okay. Uh, give me one yank. I believe he was fired about a month and a half ago, too. All right. Mickey James. I thought that you were about to uh, stick to the Asian train, but no. Mickey James, she was fired three weeks ago, around there. Okay. Here's what we do. We are going to pull guys from out the Raw roster over to SmackDown, uh, Carlito. He's due for a push. We talked about his firing last week. He's gone. All right. Uh, Drew McIntyre. He's a heel. Okay, Matt Hardy. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even respond to a I, I, I can't respond to that question with a straight face, man. Next person. Uh, uh, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan. We're going to get to that in a, in a, a few moments, but he seems to be entrenched in, in this feud with, with the Miz who's on Raw. So I think Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, when, when he is finished with this feud with Miz, he should definitely go over to SmackDown because Raw is not where a guy like him wants to be, where it's basically, you know, a land of the big guys, and there is no no upward mobility, no room for uh, for Danielson to succeed if he stays on Raw. So eventually, yes, right now, which is the time that they need these upper uh, mid-card and, and uh, main event bases, it, it's not going to happen. Well, you know, okay, let me go on this match with uh, The Miz now, so so, we're, so we can segue over to NXT right about now, which is having its live finale tonight. Coming up in uh, 41 minutes. I'm pretty sure our superfan Dakaris is tentatively waiting by his remote control with his phone in hand in order to call in. But He's actually, uh, he's actually waiting on the phone lines right now. Then uh, go ahead. Well, I well I I was being nice. I was being professional, and I was trying to, you know, have you make your point since he since he just called in just a, a few seconds ago. So go ahead okay, and make that, your point. That, 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 let's let's leave him on hold for a few more minutes then, for not being so proud then. Mm, go ahead and make your point and make it quick. Okay, my point being made is that. Dakaris is by far the number one super fan that we need in the Atomic Trap show. Your point about the Miz and Daniel Bryan, not not about Dakaris. Okay. Uh, by the way, Dakaris, happy uh, belated birthday to you now. Now, back to the actual thing at hand. The Miz and Daniel Bryan should hopefully, hopefully bring in some massive ratings tonight on NXT. Because, uh, believe it or not, like 10 minutes before the start of the show, Evan McLeod called me from NWA New York. He called me personally, and he said that he is 
excited, and he's tentatively waiting on pins and needles to talk NXT action as soon as he calls in tonight. But and he's on the line as well. With, he's on the line too. All right. I mean, so let's get to these people then, because I I don't want to tease anymore, man. You're really pissing me off because I want to talk to our fans. People are more than you are. I'm I'm just gonna let that roll off and back. You know what? It, it's 39 minutes left, and I'm not gonna let you ruin this show for the second straight week. So let's go to our first caller, ladies and gentlemen, our super fan from Atlanta, GA. This is the car. The carsman. How you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. You? I'm I'm doing fine, dude. And uh, happy. Related birthday to you. I know oh, I wish you happy you. birthday a couple of times as well, but happy belated birthday to you. Kyle. Yeah, thanks. You ready? Huh? What? Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Happy birthday, dear Super Fandy Karis. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my God. I'm sure he means well, but uh, every time that he speaks, I, I swear I, I, I really can't stand it. So uh, I'm sorry that you had to endure that just like the rest of our listeners did. But what's on your mind tonight, buddy? What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to talk about um, that uh, amazing Raw last night. Yeah. Um, first off, with um, <clears throat> oh, with, um, when Bret Hart was talking about, um, yeah, that good promo he had with um, Teddy Biaf, then the shocker, McMahon coming back first time since Mania, and, um, about the viewers' choice next week on Raw, three hours. Yeah. So what? So it's actually called like Taboo Monday now, or Manic Monday instead of Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Sunday now. Oh, that's that's what I was thinking too. So yeah, it's it made me feel like I I now call it Manic Monday. Hmm. And I think that's a very appropriate name. Hello? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. I going to say, it's like that little quiet right there. Oh. But keep going, Dakaris. Okay. Oh, and um, I enjoyed uh, oh, with da- Daniel Bronson or whatever, or Daniel Bryan or whatever they're going to call him, uh, The Miz and stuff again. Yeah, that entertained once again. I hope they do it again on the season finale of NXT tonight. So hopefully they'll continue with that. Well, we we all hope that that actually does happen. I mean, I am, like I said, I talked to Evan before the start of the show, and me and him were uh, discussing and hoping that they continue this because this is a great way to try to keep promoting the NXT brand and hopefully try to get it renewed for a uh, another season, if give or take, granted with these not-so-stellar performances in the ratings. It would be a great little boost for them to have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've been following on the PW Torch that uh, Wade Keller has been uh, keeping up with the trends and de- actually the ascension and descension of the 
NXT ratings, and lately it's been uh, going slowly more down and down and down. And I apologize for my dog being so strong right now. Just a second there. Um, yeah, I, I, what, what do you think that they're going to do with the NXT brand after tonight? I mean, there there hasn't been any sort of discussion or announcement about a second NXT season or anything like that. So uh, next week, you know, you know, in seven days, when you turn this live by at 10 o'clock, what it, are we going to see, what, like a, a best of, of NXT special next week? Or no, are we're we gonna just have, gonna I'm going to tell you what we're going to have. I'm going to tell you what we're going to have. We're going to have the best of ECW. I'm afraid you're about forgotten. three months too late. Sadly mistaken, man. I know that ain't going to happen. And we're going to have the best of ECW, man. You can't deny it. ECW is by far the greatest brand that has ever lived on WWE programming and the only brand that has ever gone away. Used to be. Used to still is in the hearts of many. The hearts of who? Hearts of me. I am still a loyal ECW extremist. I still weep silently over the grave of ECW. Because I miss the faces of Colin Delaney on there. Colin Delaney. Colin Delaney, dude. Oh, man, I love that cat. I love him. He, he's all right. It's funny, he's funny okay. how in past, like, episodes of the Atomic Drop Show, you have bashed Colin Delaney, and all of a sudden, magically, you love him now. No. I never said that I hated Colin Delaney. I never said that. I No, 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 no. I, I never bashed Colin. I, I never bashed Colin specifically. I bashed the fact that you thought that Colin was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now, that is why I guess you could say I bashed him, even though I really didn't. Because the only reason why you liked him so much was because he was from Rochester. Now, I'm all for, you know, for, for hometown pride and, and all good stuff. But, come on. Colin Delaney, as great as he is, you know, as, as good of a worker as he might be, just to like him just because he's a hometown boy and, and just completely jizz on, on himself every Colin week. Delaney, week, okay, okay. week. Colin Delaney right now is probably the best independent technical wrestler this side of Brian Danielson. I think Evan McLeod might have a uh, word to, to get in edgewise because I'm pretty sure that he might uh, want to, to, to stick a, a claim in that. But well, we you all, know what the greatest tag team would be Evan and Colin together in a tag team match. I mean, you can't bottle set greatness together in one building without having a tag I, match between those two. I would like to see that. I'm sorry we are veering so much off course, but Justin is uh, trying to dictate things and uh, – when that happens, as you can see, it doesn't work out that well. Jakar, do you have anything else for us tonight, buddy? Oh, um, I I just wanted to say about the um Hart and the Usos rivalry building. Oh, the Usos, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but the Usos own the Hearts again two weeks in a row. I'm like, man, if they play their car rights, then this could be a good tag team feud. A good note on that is that... um. I like the fact that the Ustos and Tamita, they they uh, 
they stated that, you know, they're not the quote-unquote typical Samoan character that you would find uh, in, in wrestling that, you know, they, they're they not like a savage like, like the Head Shrinkers or like, or Umaga. They are, for lack of a better term, uh, typical uh, like the rest of us, I guess. They're wrestlers. They're, they pretty much got pulled up from the FCW a little bit too soon, in my opinion. Why do you say that for? I mean, I mean, the only reason they got pulled out there is so they can have like a young guys versus young guys rivalry, and we're not quite ready for that. Granted, we were supposed to have like uh, with a future with that uh, future stable with Ted DiBiase and uh, Kurt Henning's son and uh, Joe Henning. Yes. yes, we're supposed to have that too. I mean, I would look more forward to seeing that stable versus these guys personally. I mean, you know that tag teams hardly ever last in uh, in WWE because Vince doesn't like them anymore. Well, then, in, in, in that case, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of having a tag team championship? And like, I mean, granted, the tag division isn't that great, but you do have the Usos. You do have the Hart Dynasty. You, you have, well, pretty much... Those two. So, granted, we used to have the well, it, yeah, yes, we did. Granted, if it's only those two now, I mean, uh, of course, Vince and the company had, you know, they had to say, well, wait a minute, we we need to find, you know, a, find challengers for these guys because the Hart Dynasty would have nobody else to to feud with because there are no, no heel tag teams viable well, enough. Well, true, not true. I mean. If John, if John Morrison didn't get, did not get injured, you still would have had with it. Truth and Wisdom, the group that somebody called up, I believe it was, uh, who was it? Uh, I believe it was Matt Stryker called him Truth and yes, Wisdom. Yes, Matt Stryker. Yes. I mean, that, yeah, that was a pretty good uh, forged together uh, tag team. So you see, what they need is another Ms. Morrison tag team running around right now, and they need that real fancy. I mean, sure, we have the Jerry shows and the Miz show and the Wiz. But uh, you will never be ever compared to uh, Ms. Morrison. Ms. Morrison was probably the hottest tag team that we've had in maybe about five years. It's hard to necessarily disagree with that, but I do like what I, what I'm seeing from uh, from Jimmy and Jay Uso along with Tamina. And since both groups have you know six members to them, uh, I'm I'm sorry, six members between them, uh, three on each side. You know they can engage in a in maybe a few uh, you know six person mixed tag matches. You know a mixed tag. Of, uh, two two on two matches. I mean, it, it's several possibilities and combinations there for you, you know for her than going and uh, you know just based off of these last two weeks, I'm liking what I'm seeing uh, on this new emphasis on if not the whole division, then at least this one tag team feud, which is more uh, than I could say that the Fed has done in quite some time. So I'm liking what I'm seeing there. The cars. Have anything else for us right now, buddy? Oh, oh, Smack! Oh, I wanted to say something about SmackDown last Friday. Um, 
other than me enjoying the opening tag match and then the main event and stuff sucks that the Undertaker's hurt again, just like he was back in the Royal Rumble, like all over again in Atlanta. Um, other than that, um, it's Matt. I just had to. I just had that. Um, like what the hell before the main event? I'm just like, what the hell are they doing? It's just stupid crowd, like with Christian teaming up with Hornswoggle. I'm like, what the hell is that? I mean. Justin? Kyle, that one's all you. Uh, no, no, you, you go ahead, man. I, I, I actually didn't get a chance to uh, to catch SmackDown on uh, last Friday, so not quite a, exactly sure what happened besides the whole Undertaker deal. But I mean, I didn't really uh, check to see all that happened on uh, on this past Friday's SmackDown. So I'm sorry, I can't add too much to that combo right now, though. So, Takaris, I got a question before before you uh, hang up. Yeah? Have you ever had Mexican uh, Coca-Cola? Mexican Coca-Cola? Uh, no. No? Do yourself a favor and never pick it up. It's not really that good, because I'm drinking some right now and some uh, Mexican uh, Santa. It's not really that good. I would, my opinion is stay away from it at all costs. That's my uh, advice to you. Your belated birthday wisdom. Ah, yeah, belated birthday wisdom. Uh, good to know. So if you're ever in Mexico, stay away from any Coca-Cola products. And the water. And the water, and, yes. Well, exactly. it just shows. Just bring your own bottled water. Yeah. This is sound advice that you're getting from just in time right now. The car is before we continue any more with with uh this talk about Mexican coke and and the drink too, I guess. Um what do you think about the ending of Raw uh, last night Raw? with, oh. with, oh, with Evan Bourne. Bourne and um and the yeah, I, I thought it was a good ending because at least Cena gave Bourne the time to shine and I and I I thought it was awesome that he 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 was classy to do that and let because you expect seeing all the spotlight and so he just gave Evan a chance and he took it. I I enjoyed it. I was I was very pumped throughout the main event. So, do you think that uh, that this Evan Bourne push for one night only, or uh, will it continue maybe into the summer, maybe? getting him into the U.S. title picture maybe somewhere down the line, I guess a heel challenger or a uh, heel champion, I should say. I mean, w- w- how long do you think this Evan Bush push is going to last, in your opinion? Uh, I hope they give him a push. I pretty much see him in the U.S. title picture from somewhere down the line. Or, or they may trade may trade him to SmackDown, because really I, I think he should have been traded to SmackDown during the draft. Hmm. I I did too. I mean, you know, Evan Bourne. There's only so much that he could do. I mean, he's he he's not a big guy, and we all know that Vince likes you know his wrestlers big, and he doesn't Early. necessarily wrestle. Big and strong and masculine, kind of like how you like your men. Don't talk about our comments like that. Um. I, I'm sorry, Dakaris. Uh, Justin is just being very, very um, irritating tonight. 
and over the past couple, couple weeks as well. So I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry yeah. for that, and uh, hopefully you're, you're not offended. But, uh, you know, just I think this Mexican Coke thing has gotten too much into Justin's system. And Don't drink the kinda, Mexican Coke. The only thing that Mexico has given us is the tortilla and Corona. In the six cars, I, I'm not going to subject you to this any longer. Uh, we have to move on. But but just one last thing uh, uh, that you want to talk about at all? Oh um, oh this oh I'm 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 hoping this Friday SmackDown will do a hell of a lot better than last week. Cause I, I think it will. Cause I, I'm pretty much cause my boy Coke King is gonna. Like get his rematch with Drew McIntyre for the IC title. So, and I wanted to point out that that if you didn't catch this, that you, my boy Kofi's kind of um undefeated since he got drafted to SmackDown. No one pinned him. No one's name submit yet. So, you know what? I haven't really realized that until right now. So that's certainly something to to keep your eye on as far as you know Kofi not being uh. He, Having not, um, you know, like just him not losing a match so far, and so um, that's something to keep track of. And you know, um, you know, I'll be on the lookout for for that man. By the way, SmackDown spoilers right now. Um, if you don't want to be spoiled by this, then uh, just go ahead and like mute your headphones or, or mute your phone just really, really quick. The The Undertaker. Uh, he is written out of the Fatal 4-Way ma- matchup this Friday night on SmackDown, and uh, the the tapings are going on right now, ongoing, and there is apparently a battle royal, a battle royal to determine who the new number one contender is. Um, or, how, or to, not the, the number one contender, but the final participant for that Fatal 4-Way matchup, and that's how it's going to be decided in the main event of Friday Night SmackDown. So, I guess, I guess that's cool. I mean, they don't want, want to risk more injuries for the the Undertaker, but then I guess they want to risk an in, in injury for Andy Orton. So I don't know what they're thinking is there, but I don't know. Something to look out for. But uh, like, like I said, buddy, we got to move on to cars. That uh, just go ahead and call us back, AC Car, right, man. Uh, all right, man. All right, bye bye. Thanks for the cars. See ya. Superfan Dakaris with the belated birthday. In telling him and stressing the importance of drinking, of not drinking, Mexican beer, root beer, Mexican orange soda, Mexican Coca-Cola, just stay away from it at all costs. Another public service announcement from your friend Justin Time of the Atomic Drop Show. Yeah, I don't hear you giving us safety little programs and sponsorships like that. I, I care about our know, fans. I hope you know you're being a real prick right now. We'll we'll talk about this off the air. But speaking of programs and other fellow uh, public service announcements, we haven't said this yet, and we're about 39 minutes into the show. Our friends over at Steel Cage Radio, Degenerate John and Dee Dee and, you know, that other guy. 
They are uh, proud sponsors of the Atomic Drop Show. SteelCageRadio.com is where you can check those guys out. Their most recent episode is actually uh, number 25, but they should have one coming down the pike in uh, just a matter of days, so just stay tuned to SteelCageRadio.com for all of your independent needs on the SoCal scene. But we have our own correspondent filling in what's going on in, in the independent scene in Rochester, New York, especially uh, because he wrestles for NWA New York. This is Evan McLeod joining us for, for a few minutes, man. How are you doing tonight, Evan? Good. How are you doing, Kyle? Doing all right, buddy. How are you doing, on, Evan? What's up, I'm buddy? How are right. you doing? I'm doing all right. We're doing good. You know, just having another awesome episode of the Atomic Drop Show. What, what was up with that kid, the, the, the guy that called the four super fan there, just like shooting off names? Because I called in and turned down my computer. So by the time uh, I actually called in, he was already off, just shooting out names to you, and you're like, he's fired, he's fired, she's fired. I'm like, does this kid not watch wrestling? I not watch wrestling at all? No, that that no, that was actually me. Oh, yeah, that was, that was actually oh. your voice, Justin, right here. Right? I'm I yelling at you. Oh man, I wanted to kill you. Carlito's been fired for three weeks. Carlito's been gone for like three weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, the uh, I, I have to say uh, I did I did speak with Justin beforehand, and uh, I I thought I hope they uh, do something with the uh, the Miz and uh, Brian Danielson tonight. What else does NXT have tonight? They got three guys left. They can do a, fa- a three-way dance. You know what else they got left? Are they just going to have all three of those guys just wrestle pros tonight? There better be something with Brian Danielson. That's the only reason I've tuned in every week to the to NXT is because Brian Danielson is on there. You know, like I said last week, Wade Barrett is going to win it. Uh, yes. Him, him and Justin Gabriel are two best guys. But I'll tell you right now, every one of those guys around the show are going to be on TV within the next year or so anyway, so it really doesn't really matter. It's a show without any uh, – it's not like Tough Enough. Tough Enough was cool because, you know, only two people won. Yeah, granted, a lot of other people got contracts under Tough Enough, but in the beginning, only a couple guys were actually on television. And the only guy to ever really go straight to the main roster after uh, Tough Enough was Maven. The rest of them all sat down on the indies. Well, you know? no, no, untrue, untrue, untrue. There, you also had uh, the Boogeyman. Boogeyman. Yeah, but he was also, a little bit delayed. He didn't win Tough Enough. Also, John Morton He didn't win, well. no, but he was also a prospect, though. Then you also yeah, had Jackie Kata. Uh, uh, yeah, but again, she went down to OVW. Maven is the only tough enough winner to come to WWE t- straight to WWE TV right after winning Tough Enough. I don't even Jackie. Jackie won with him. Jackie didn't come straight to TV. Jackie was never not on TV. Maven was on TV full year or two before Jackie had one one match on WWE yeah, TV. Look up the joint. And then, yeah, well, exactly. Even Matt Capitelli and John Morrison, both yep. direct, they had one match and then went directly to OVW. You, you know, know what I say to that, yeah. though? What? Behold the power of Al Snow. Exactly. Al Snow Al is Snow. by far probably the greatest trainer out there that WWE did have right next to uh, Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. Justin, you realize uh, where Al Snow is right now, right? Yes, he is happily retired down to Florida. Yeah, where he's an agent for TNA. Just want to see that I, in there. Yeah, we won't. I don't really want to get into the, the TNA argument anymore tonight <laughs> with you guys. But see, uh, nobody wants to talk, take TNA seriously because they're a non-legitimate company. No, no, they are, they, they are legitimate, and, and they 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 can't they if they if they booked right and like I said last week, if they didn't treat the promotion as Hulk Hogan's playground, it would. Again, I love Hulk Hogan. Anybody that's in TNA probably would dream of working with Hulk Hogan. But again, the television show is focused around Hulk Hogan. It is not focused around Ric Flair and AJ Styles. It's not focused around um, Jeff Hardy, Rob Van Dam. It is focused around Hulk Hogan, whether he's on camera for 30 seconds, 10 seconds, a minute, cutting a promo for the first 10 minutes of the show. At some point, Hulk Hogan is in that part of the show. Like, I don't think, I think within every break, there is almost, every time you have a break or a commercial break, there is some sort of thing that Hulk Hogan may be doing. It's like you're watching the show to see Hulk Hogan sitting at a desk. You know, mm-hmm. it's not as it's not as cool when, Mick, you know, as McFoley was the commissioner of the WWE sitting behind a desk because it was just entertainment. McFoley is, as commissioner of the WWE, sitting in random places, and an make made up office that he they you know they created wherever in the arena and having people come and air grievances to him and try and get matches was entertaining. Hulk Hogan sitting at the desk. The most entertainment that I've gotten out of him sitting behind a desk is when Jay Lethal comes in and asks to do the mega powers every time. That is the most entertainment I've gotten out of Hulk Hogan behind a desk. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan needs to do one of two things: either just sit behind the desk and just shoot couple things for a show, and you don't see Hogan at all during the show, but they're trying to build ratings around Hogan. They're not trying to build ratings around anyone else. Hogan is what they're trying to get ratings off, and that's what WCW did, too. They were trying to build ratings around Hogan, and they're going in the same same path WCW went. And here is TNA's thinking with that which I don't blame them for to a certain extent, except for the fact that it's, it, it's like 15 years later, that WCW built their ratings around Hogan. Exactly. They, and, 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 and they succeeded for several years, but then it got passe, and, and people got tired of seeing that. That was back in, what, in 1999, 2000? This is 2010. This is you know, 12, 10, 10 to 12 years later. And TNA hasn't learned from that. They're, they're not trying something new. They're not building around the younger guys. So that is the problem. Uh, like I said last week, like I said last week, Hogan is a WWE commodity. He is worth every penny with the WWE. If you're watching wrestling, WWE wrestling and Hogan came on, Hogan is ratings for the WWE and only the WWE because he is the face. It, it doesn't, I don't care, anyone could argue the point of, that Vince McMahon is the face of WWE. The only wrestler to really 
step up and is the the face that will always be recognizable with the WWE. John Cena, you know, every guy could come and go. You can have your Shawn Michaels. You can have your 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 Undertakers. Like the first guy, anyone that comes to mind, if you ever watched WWE programming through the 80s, yes, now it's going to be different as, as the generations grow older. People are going to see Shawn Michaels and Undertaker as the face of the promotion, but anyone that's in their their early 20s or mid-20s or older, the face of the WWE has always been Hulk Hogan. Little kids still are recognized, recognized Hulk Hogan, but when you put Hogan on TNA, yes, it's recognizable and people understand that it's Hulk Hogan, but it doesn't have the same effect that the WWE has. The WWE is a marketing machine, and the WWE, simply put, can take Hulk Hogan, do nothing with him, and people are going to give him a standing ovation. Hulk Hogan has two things that he has to do, three things that he has to do. He has to come in, tear off his shirt, and play to the crowd with a big hand to the ear, show his muscles, hit a big boot, and drop a leg drop. That's all Hulk Hogan has to do in the WWE. And TNA, he has to do 100 times more than that because they're a growing company, and again, they're trying to garnish ratings from him. He is not, in TNA, he is not a ratings monster in TNA. He came, if he was to come back to WWE, he would be back killing ratings for the WWE because he is the face, of, that that is the most recognizable face in the WWE, past, present, and future. Yes, you have The Undertaker. Yes, you have Shawn Michaels. Yes, you have John Cena. But the most recognizable face to ever come through WWE, WWF programming has been Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Wait, 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 wait. What about Macho Man? Macho Man has an equal recognizable face just yeah. as. But Macho Man did not, who is not the marketing draw that Hulk Hogan was. That's Hulk true, too. But I'm just saying that he could also be the face. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you had the mega powers, those two were the face of professional wrestling for how many yeah. years they were together. But if you look right now, if you look at anyone growing up watching wrestling now, John Cena's the face of WWE program. Of course. But Hulk Hogan is the most recognizable face with anything through WWF programming through the 80s. Yes, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. But any guy that is in professional wrestling now, I don't care who, you can sit there and you look, and the most recognizable face in WWE programming or WWF programming that still wrestles currently or is somewhere in wrestling. Yes, Ric Flair is, he is the face of Atlanta wrestling and South Carolina wrestling and North Carolina wrestling. He is the face of NWA. He will always be the face of NWA wrestling. There ain't no one that will ever take that away from him. He was the face of, of WCW. He is not the face of WWE. He, he will never be the face of WWE. Ric Flair is the face of professional re- wrestling in general. He is that tier. Like, Ric Flair, um, I watch, uh, if, I don't know if you, you know how many times you really paid attention to the Ric Flair DVD itself. Which one? Um, they get, like, uh, like the, very the, the, the ultimate Ric Flair one, the very first one that came out, the three-disc one. If you ever listen to it, he talks about um, Ricky Steamboat, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He says, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is one of the great, greatest pure wrestlers in the world today. And back at WrestleMania when he wrestled Jericho, I swore they were going to build towards a Ric Flair steamboat match at WrestleMania. That's, what my, that's my dream. But in the next two years, 
Steve Leclerc can go, still go, and I think him and Eagle could go one match and like kind of have a, a farewell type thing for every fan. That's what I was hoping. I I think there's some way WWE can get that. Ricky Steamboat is the greatest pure wrestler in history of of wrestling. But Flair said it best. The only thing Ricky Steamboat never did was play a heel. That's why what makes Ric Flair greater than him. Because Ric Flair was a heel. Ric Flair was a face. Ric Flair is the face of professional wrestling. But Hogan, if, if you look at WWE programming, WWF program, Hogan is the face of Vince McMahon's organization. He will always be the face until my, you know, mine, your guys, you know, our generation dies off. Until then, that, in my eyes, he will always be the face of WWE program. He had controversy, everything. But well, do Hogan, you think we'll see Hogan back in the WWE? He never can say never. That's true, too, but once you take him off, pretty much like the main intro that WWE has, that pretty much says, like, you're done. I mean, as soon as they found out Jeff Hardy jumped ship, they next week they ripped him right off. They've always done that. Hogan, when he was in WCW, wasn't in any intro. Hogan, when when WCW folded, Hogan was not in any promo uh, intros until he came back to WWE. And when he came back, he was still on promo. things until they the second time he came back because Hogan came back to WWE before the Hall of Fame left after the Hall of Fame thing came back for the Hall of Fame did the Hall of Fame thing stayed around a while I think after the Hall of Fame was when uh, he did the uh, the Captain America mask I don't remember I, I don't know if I'm in between one of them he did Actually, that the Captain Mr. Mask. America that was back in 2003 on Smackdown the yes. the year of the Hall of Fame was 2005 and that's when yes. at Mania he, he he did the deal with Muhammad Hassan and Davari and then he had that that one off match against Shawn Michaels in, in 2005 at SummerSlam yep but Sorry. I mean and then they did they did a, they had another match against each other too they did did they do I think they did a series of two or a series of three with Shawn Michaels and Hogan. Um, actually, no, that was the plan, um, but, uh, Hogan refused to do a second match, and by that match at, um, at, uh, SummerSlam, you had Sean, you know, just overselling all of Hogan's offense, because he was trying to get all of his heat back, I guess you could say, so, there was only that one match, between, uh, Hogan and Michael. But Hogan, the thing is, Hogan could always come back where the bread and butter is, and still be get the same reaction. I personally, there, there, yes, everyone cheers for legends, but the legend had to mean something to WWE, like or WCW. If you just pulled up, like granted, you have IRS doing stuff. You know, random guys that that would do stuff. If they just came out, I don't think you get a, a react like a million dollar man, uh, a Ricky Steamboat. You know, a Hogan, maybe even a Macho Man and whatnot. You know, so. But uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let you. Get, I'm gonna pop up our show real quick. Uh, I'm actually gonna get settled to watch NXT. Nice. So, uh, but uh, June 26th at the All Star Sports Arena uh, at five 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 seven East Ridge Road in Arundel New York. The main event is War Games, and it'll feature uh, the NWA Tag Team NWA New York Tag Team Championship and. Four-way cage match, uh, Trip to Hell, the champions versus Cloud Lee, 
versus Caribbean Connections versus the McLeod Brothers. You uh, get Danny Doring versus Colin Delaney. Uh, Little Hello. Guido, Little Guido tagging with uh, Rob Too Sweet versus Ball Mahoney and Dewey. Uh, mm. And Julio De Nero versus Cheech. Nice. And our heavyweight champion Gabriel Saint versus Tommy Dreamer. And uh, yes, um, I'll uh, I'll real quick uh, shoot on uh, shoot out to uh, Colin Delaney. Uh, yes, he is a great technical wrestler. Uh, I definitely recommend you guys picking up some Mr. Carr stuff. Uh, was he very deserving of uh, being on WWE TV? Yes. Uh, every guy thinks they could be in that spot that Colin did, but yes, any guy could go in there and be a jobber for a night. But the fact is, Colin Delaney got hired to do what he was doing and made guys look fantastic doing it. Um, when Vince McMahon can take an independent guy like Colin and pull him aside as he's walking through the curtain and saying, and, and is screaming at the television while watching this, because that's what Vince does. He sits there and watches the show going, that's how you sell. That's what you do. Where did this kid come from? That That is... That says something about that. Every guy would die to have the position. Any independent guy would die to have the position Colin Delaney had. Every independent guy can say, oh, I could have done that. No, you couldn't have. No I'm not saying he's special, but the fact is not every independent guy can go out there because how many indie guys get hired after one squash match? Please explain, you know, how many other independent guys that were brought in as jobbers got hired, boom, Within a week, none. So any independent guy that thinks they could have done what Colin did, yes, you could have. Any yes, yes, any indie guy could do the job Colin did, but not every indie guy is going to get hired like Colin did. Colin did it the right way, and Colin, um, Colin went there and impressed. And only Colin can tell you the story the proper way. Only Colin could really tell you uh, what they look for because Colin was there. And what Colin did in that first, the, the I believe he wrestled Shelton was the first time, first person he wrestled. I can't remember. But what he did, he impressed. And he sold the way they want him to sell. Uh, you know, what they want, they look for people to sell. You know, they he, he bumped the way they look for people to bump. He, he wrestled the, what they look for. and uh, He wrestled the WWE way. Yes. He wrestled that way. Yes, they look for bigger guys, but I'll tell you right now, Colin Delaney. Look how fine, if, you, if you when you meet him in real life, he's not big. He's taller than Rey Mysterio. WWE. Yes, everyone says Vince is a cash horse for guys that are huge, but if you look, Vince can make anybody a star, and Vince does like his little guys, but he wants his little guys to impress. And Evan Bourne does impress me firmly believing after all the crap Evan Bourne's been going through with uh, not so much of a push, I believe mm-hmm. after Monday's Raw, he's one of the biggest faces on, on television right now. And I, I, I feel his push was far due. Hopefully they keep it going because personally, I, I, I thought that that crowd, they weren't cheering for Cena, they were cheering for him and even Cena knew it. That they wanted, and Cena's, Cena's tag from Evan Bourne was all that sympathy Bourne built up in that match, and that's what gave Cena that huge pop. 
And at the end of that match, those people were cheering for the fact that Evan Bourne just pinned one of the former WWE champions. You are absolutely right, and, and, and Evan, we, we actually uh, have to wrap up this part of the show, yep. but uh, hold on for the, the, the extra but, show, all right? Well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out, you guys wrap up, and uh, I will talk to you guys next week, all right? All right. Sounds, all right. sounds good, man. Have a good night, guys. Thanks a lot, Evan. You too, man. See ya. Evan McLeod from NWA Upstate. I always feel like I learn something new whenever he calls in. I mean, you know, he, he always brings that that uh, that wrestler insight, and uh, you know, I think he has uh, some sort of vendetta against Hulk Hogan because uh, every time he comes on, he, he always, you know, badmouths Hogan and, and TNA, and you know, it's the truth. Hey, I'm just saying. That's cool with it, you know. That's his thing. I'm just an observation. That, that's all I'm saying. Just an observation. We are officially in the uh, in the after show, the after party, as you say, um, of the show. And uh, we took a couple of callers here, but I guess we didn't really talk much about Monday Night Raw, so let's go ahead and, like, uh, let's go ahead and kind of go through these points, just rapid fire style. Um, just off the top of your head, j- just like your quick observations and your quick thoughts about Evan Bourne getting this push. All right, quick thoughts. It's a good move because since the injury bug is still running around WWE, it is probably the smartest thing to do is try to, again, try to build up that middle roster that Shawn Michaels even said that he wanted to do with it like last year. That's that's the biggest thing. That's probably the biggest thing that Michaels wanted as soon as he got back from his uh, few weeks or, excuse me, few months off. He wanted that middle card pushed up, and he's, after a year, or no, it's about like three months after he left, he's finally being able to build up that whole entire middle card roster. And that is something that WWE needs to do right now. I mean, they got all these breakthrough talent, and if WWE is smart, they would start pushing them, otherwise they're going to turn it into like the WCW where all the top guys don't want to drop down from their uh, top pedestal. Build up the middle roster so we can try to create the new superstars. That's why you got them. That's why you saw Zack Ryder get his push somehow. <laughs> you got uh, Brian Danielson. You knew that that match was going to be good, and it was a very good short match. You also had Evan Bourne. Another great, awesome superstar. He was able to impress. He did the job. And that's what they need to do right now. I mean, they got so much talent in the middle roster that they can push up at any given moment that they need to do. They have the power. It's just like they're just waiting for like injuries to happen. And that's not the right thing to do. I mean, Sean Benjamin was always right there at that top push to make it to the next tier. He just really never had the chance to do so. I mean, the only time you ever got to see him get that push is when he was with Shawn Michaels in that great match where uh, Michaels super kicked him when he flew halfway across the ring. That's when that one match made him look like he was a main eventer. And then I believe it it might have been, I'm not sure if it was the next week or maybe the next month, but right after that match, 
or maybe it was before it, but Shelton Benjamin faced off against Ric Flair. And I remember that um, they had that match, and granted, at the time, Flair is what, like 53 or 54, but um, the next week, Ric Flair cut a promo saying that, that, uh, that, that Shelton was, you know, a a legit athlete and and a and a legitimate good wrestler, and uh, those two matches really opened my eyes to see how good he could have been. Um, well, also don't forget uh, too. He also he's like he also like one of the few guys that has ever actually did pin Hunter too. That's very very true. You get a nod from when you get a nod from Flair, Michaels, and Hunter. There's something special about you. Yeah, there was something special there. Um, I will say this, though, that um, Shelton Benjamin did seem in it, in the last couple of years to be a little lazy. And what I mean by that is that his, his matches were kind of kind of the same, didn't really show any cookie cutter. And, and that's saying something, especially when you're working within the – the parameters of WWE style, where pretty much every match is kind of set up in a cookie cutter manner. But yeah, man, uh, they they seem the same. They seem the same, and I think that the only the only time of the year that Hilton really got amped and, and really displayed something new was you know his annual crazy bump off of the ladder at, uh, you know, in the money in the bank letter match at, at WrestleMania, which, granted, if you're going to turn it up any time of the year, it needs to be at, at WrestleMania, but he didn't show that fire, that that type of fire year-round. And I guess when you combine that with the fact that Sheldon doesn't really have a lot of mic skills, plus the plus the uh, the fact that the Fed isn't really big in, into managers, um, you know that kind of seals his fate on the on the WWE front. So eventually, you know, I I'm guessing that he's going to show up in, in TNA in in a couple months, and maybe he'll prosper there. That's all I'm going to say about TNA. Don't don't get all butt hurt or anything. But you know, they need to push guys in the card like an Evan Bourne, like they seem to be doing with with our truth. Um. Last week we we talked about our truth. Um, I don't have a problem with our truth, but I was watching his, his his match against Chris Jericho from last night's Raw, and um, Michael Cole de- described him as having a quirky style, and I'm I'm going to assume in this case means kind of sloppy his work. It, seemed, it, it doesn't seem polished. It's unorthodox, but not in an entertaining. Hip hop wrestling moves do not go together. He's trying to add hip hop flair to wrestling. Yes, and there is a difference between the unorthodox style that he has and the unorthodox style that a Kofi Kingston has. And it, it, it's it's I don't know what it is, and it's very odd because. You know, our truth, Ron Killing. You know, he he he's, he's been around the business for a long time, and he he's never been that great of a wrestler. 
Um, I think he's he he's more of a showman and he's more, you know, uh, entertainment based based than in ring based as far as where where strengths are. So, but I mean, you know, he, he's he's another guy that they seem to be pushing. You know, putting the United States title on title on him and all that. So yeah, you have Bourne, our truth, uh, guys like Ted DiBiase, um, who who was involved in uh in, in this thing, which was star studded. You had Ted DiBiase, Virgil of course, Bret Hart, and the return. You wait, wait, wait. You got on me last week for for telling that whole Snitsky's condoms joke. From, from like 2007, yet you can throw out some Mike Jones, like like that's current. Yeah, well, Mike Jones is Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike when was, Jones. When was the last time Mike Jones did anything relevant? Probably the last time that you were ever entertaining. Uh, no, the last time Mike Jones did something entertaining was when he resigned with the WWE. There's only one true Mike Jones, and that's Mike Jones. The black doesn't one. Make any sense. They're both black, you idiot. I'll let you. I'll let you figure out which one's more important. There. The bottom line is, it was Mike those Jones. three. Those three men, uh, alongside uh, Ashton Kutcher as well, on the video screen, along with the return to television. Oh, Mr. Man, for the first time in two months since WrestleMania, and, and that beat that he suffered at the hands of Bret Hart and the Hart family. What, what did you think of that, of that whole segment, uh, you know, with, with, with Vince coming back and, and, and Bret's uh, overall this first week as, a, as general manager of Raw? What did you think? Well, it was good to see Vince back. I always mark out hugely whenever I see Vince, because whenever you see Vince, you know something big is going to happen. It's very true. I mean, when I saw that Vince was coming out, I was like, I believe I texted you and said, Vince. Yes, yes, you did. I believe the text message said, uh, Vince, OMG noobs, or something like that. I, yes, Something like that. I was uh, geeking out right then and there at that point in time. And uh, just to see him come back and have a face-to-face conversation with Bret Hart and to find out how many chair shots, long chair shots, very, very long chair shots Vince got hit with. The grand total was 18. It was a Overkill, but that's okay. But... It was good to see that those two came face-to-face and finally maybe closed the chapter on that whole situation. But now it opens up a new chapter, and it's the way that Vince was conducted. It seems like Vince and Bret Hart are going, excuse me, no, Bret Hart's going to be a very long-term general manager for Monday Night Raw, just by the way that Vince made that whole presentation. What did you think of uh, 
of the announcement for, for next week's uh, viewers viewers choice night for uh, for next week's three hour edition of Raw. Three hours again? I mean, God, it seems like like we had a three hour edition of Raw like last week. You mean uh, Manic Monday? Sure, Manic Monday, whatever the hell you want to call it. Well, I call it Manic Monday now since you had Tampa Tuesday and Cyber Sunday. So pretty much we're getting a three-hour Manic Monday instead of a three-hour Tampa Tuesday. As you can see, my dog is thoroughly thrilled over this whole situation. I can tell. I know. She says also that she's very glad that TNA is now off Monday nights as well. All right, because a three-hour Manic Monday against TNA, you know, Manic Monday would win hands down, bar none. Dude, I'm not going to continue this argument. All I will say is... And I just got a confirmation that NXT will continue for another season. And does it start next week? It will start next week. Evan McLeod just sent me a message and says that NXT will continue next week, and they have a whole bunch of pros and uh, pros and Joes. How about that? Pros versus Joes lined up for next week. So it's a new season that's like a, a pros versus Joes starter, uh, uh, um, not starter, um, matches, pros versus jokes, I guess, matches for the season premiere of NXT in seven days. That's basically what you're saying. So now that season one is in the books, are you going to buy the DVD? I don't think they're going to sell a, a, a best of NXT season one disc. I think better. That. I'd buy it. Uh, you would. You would. I. I think maybe you and maybe like five hundred other people would buy it. That'd be money well spent. And me, you know what? Me and the talented Todd Orndorff would be both waiting in line at our local Walmart in order to pick up said DVD. That should be great. That, that's that's excellent. That's excellent. Do you have Super Walmart though, your way? Uh, yes, we do. I pass by one pretty much on a regular basis. Well, why don't you shop there? I don't believe I have to. Well, have you ever stepped foot inside that Super Walmart? Say what? Have you ever stepped foot inside of that Super Walmart? Have you ever purchased anything from Super Walmart? Not recently. I remember, like, stepping into the Super Walmart when I was, like, a kid, when I was, like, like seven years old, and I didn't have a choice. But uh, since then, no, I, I I try to avoid Walmart at all costs. I see, I see. Yes. 
Well, all right. So, go ahead. I was gonna say, is there anything else that we need? To um. Yeah, just one more thing. Just one more thing. Well, a couple more things. We talked about our truth and his whole deal. He wrestled Jericho last night, and the camera focused on Jericho. And he was, like, fuming. And do you think that there's some, you know, somewhere to, like, him snapping and, uh, I mean, and basically a re- another rebirth for the Chris Jericho character? Where do you think that it's, this whole, it's on a streak because he's lost what, two straight matches or he's got he's he's gotten ten two straight times, but on this little this little two match skid of Jericho, where do you think this is all going to lead? Well, well, you said snap. Do you mean like Ken Shamrock snap? Get out of my way! <laughs> oh, that was great. I was like, what? That that was what Royal Rumble, what, 1998, 99. I thought that was the King there. of the Ring. I thought that was the Rumble. We always have. Might have been King of the Ring. I don't know. We huh? What's up? We we always have this discussion. Uh, yeah, it, it it seems like we answered this before. I thought it was King or King of the Ring when he just snapped and he started suplexing referee after referee after referee. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, Get out of my uh, way! <laughs> he just wanted to leave the ring. That's it. Uh, he he just wanted to leave. Way. But uh, Jericho, back to uh, Jericho. Yes, back to <laughs> back to Jericho. Uh, poor, poor Jericho. Uh, I don't know what the future holds for Mr. Jericho. I mean, he is on a little bit of a losing streak right now. And when I first saw this match, I said, see our truth you're done. And I said, why would you lose to Chris Jericho? And uh, Jericho lost. My jaw hit the floor the same time that Jericho's mouth hit the floor. And I was... Then Father Time walked past me and said, Jericho's now a jobber. You realize this, right? Wow. And I had to sit there and hang my head low and say, yeah, he's slowly becoming a jobber. I I think it'll lead somewhere. I mean, I think it'll lead... I, I'm not quite sure where. I mean, I think he's, he's going to stay heel because he's he's just so good at, at, at being a heel. But I mean, maybe a, 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 a potential feud with I don't know Randy Orton. Maybe I I don't know. But, well, I won't I won't lie. I'm wearing his uh, his last T-shirt that came out, the Jericho Payment shirt. The what shirt now? It's the Jericho Entertainment shirt. You know the red uh, and gold yes. one? Yeah, the red and gold, yeah. That was a cool shirt, man. I like that shirt. That was the last shirt he came out with before he turned heel. Mm. 
and I've been patiently waiting to pick up another Jericho shirt. And he, ever since he's returned, he's only had two shirts. It was the, uh, the Save Us one, and then this shirt. Well, he's a heel now. He, he, heels aren't entitled to royalties. Did you know that? I, know. I did know that. Okay. But believe it or not, I got this shirt over at uh, WWE Toronto. Or excuse me, WWE Niagara Falls. I I heard that closed down. Is this all around? WWE Niagara Falls. I was just yeah. there uh, two years ago. I thought that well, thing was still open. Well, no, I mean, I I thought it closed down since then. Oh. I guess I have to hop on WWE.com and take a look. Hmm. Well, at least All I can right. say, uh, at least I can say, I put my hand in the cement that the Big Show had his hand in, and my God, that man had some sausage fingers. Some sausage fingers. Yes. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Not quite hungry. sure. By talking about Big Show sausage fingers. You wait, wait. Are you getting hungry for Big Show for Big Show sausage? Well, that and I really want some Lita scrambled eggs. But other than that, some of Lita's scrambled eggs. I think that should be a new sponsor. <laughs> wait, right next to Snitsky's condoms. <laughs> exactly. Hey, actually, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, did Snitsky get Lita pregnant? No, no, no. Kane got Lita pregnant, but Snitsky killed Lita's baby. That's how it works. That's right. But anyways, is there anything else that we need to discuss? Because I got the future Mrs. Time upstairs waiting for me right now. And we don't want to keep you away from... uh from your fiance. Just one more thing, though. NXT is going on right now. I'm not sure uh, if you'll be able to catch that tonight because you have your your uh, your future missus waiting for you. But this whole Daniel Bryan, Michael Cole thing is pretty much going to end tonight on NXT. What do you think about it, and uh, do you really feel that Bryan Danielson should uh, – like, is this the way to get heat on him by attacking an announcer, even if it is one of the most hated announcers in WWE history? Probably, no, probably no, the most hated. hated. The most hated? No. Uh, Mike Adamley, don't you remember him? I, I I said one of the, if not the, and Mike Adamley did uh, slip my mind, and he, he was pretty bad. So, my bad. My bad, yes. One of the, one of the hated, most hated, I should say. Go ahead. But uh, to answer your question right there, I think it's a smart move. I mean, I am a fan of Brian Danielson. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a very, very gifted athlete like we discussed last week. I mean, the American Dragon, as Mr. California said. And uh, I, I believe any... Any way you can get cheap eat is the best way to get over with the fans.
sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, I want to see this kid succeed. I mean, I'm already a fan of him. I mean, just he's got that underdog stature that you want to see him make it. Right. Absolutely. So, right. I mean, I mean, I, I'm all for this whole little, uh, this, uh, this little rivalry these two are having. Granted, we both know that Michael Cole is the best announcer out there right now. Hmm. And I just saw my cat eat a mosquito hole. <laughs> That's excellent. I think you need to attend to that and, uh, and you know. Good boy. Oh, oh, well. Yes, you're saying good boy for him eating an, an insect. Well, he's a, he was watching him for, like, around the, the whole duration of the show. Oh, oh, so, so he showed discretion. He showed patience. All right, I think it's time to go. I think it's time to end the after show. We've been around for 25 minutes. Extra, not quite the two-hour marathon that we had last week, but still a good show nonetheless. Thanks to our callers, the cars, and Evan McLeod from the NWA, New York, and we will be back next week for another edition of the Atomic Drop Show. Hopefully, Justin, you will be in a little bit of a better mood than you have been for the past two weeks. Hopefully, I can really, really only hope by by this point, especially since we're uh, we're approaching our uh, anniversary show, our two year, our two year anniversary show in just a couple of weeks. Three year. It it it's two years, buddy. Is it two years? We started the show in 2008. Last year was 2009. That 2007. No, that was the uh, anniversary of when you first started to watch my videos on YouTube. That was 07. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Okay, yes, uh, yes. Okay, I agree now. I think I might have to uh, start doing my uh, myself solo again. That, that might be sweet. Yeah, you look into that, okay, and see how many viewers you get. Hey, I'm just saying, you can be replaced if you keep, you know, if you keep, uh, you know, trying to ruin the show, then I'm telling you, man, I might have to look into a replacement for you. I'm just saying. Yeah. You've been warned. Whatever. You've been warned, dude. Anyways... For Kyle Cruz, I am just in time, and we will see you all again in seven days. See ya! See ya!